Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to our Quran journey where we explore the secret meaning of the Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tarabu. As we are not trained and qualified as artisans, we do not do our own tafsir of the videos that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. So this week we have Mirta whose topic on the importance of good influence will set the stage for our discussion. Over to you Mirta. Assalamualaikum everyone. Okay, in today's Tadabur, I wanted to discuss the importance of having good influence around us. So in Surah Al-Furqan, verse 25 to 29, it says, And beware of the day the wrongdoer will bite his nails in regret and say, Oh, I wish I had followed the way along with the messenger. Woe to me, I wish I had never taken so-and-so as a close friend. It was he who truly made me stray from the reminder after it had reached me and Satan has always betrayed humanity. So the company we keep says a lot about us. Friends have a tremendous influence over how we behave, think and even feel. So this verse comes to us as a warning to be careful of the type of people we choose to be our friends. So at the time of uh, the Prophet wasallam, there were two friends among the polities named Uqba and Ubay. So whenever Uqba returned from a journey, he liked to prepare a feast and invite people to share in the meal. So though he had not accepted Islam, he still liked to go to the Prophet and be in his company. Uh, so one day, as usual, when he prepared the meal to share, he invited the Prophet as well. When the food was ready to be served, the Prophet told, told Uqba, I will not eat your food unless you testify to the unity of Allah and my mission. And Uqba agreed. Upon hearing this news, his friend Ubay expressed his anger and disappointment and convinced him to stand against the Prophet and insult him. So Uqba listened to him and apostatized. So Uqba was killed in the Battle of Badar and Ubay was killed in the Battle of Uhud. So this verse was one of the three verses that were revealed to explain the destiny of a man who had a friend who influenced him and caused him to go astray. So when I selected this topic for Tadabur, it actually stemmed from what I have been pondering about since maybe late last year so the backstory is uh, my daughter is turning six this year and if there are moms out there listening you know that this is the primary one registration year uh, our education ministry says that every school is a good school lah. but in our minds I'm sure we also have some schools that we blacklist because they are notorious for being bad lah. so while researching I read a piece of writing by Ayatollah Ibrahim Amini, who was a high-ranking Iranian Islamic scholar. So he wrote many books on issues including marital life and bringing up children. So I will share a summarized version with you. So as grown-ups, we need friends and we can know what kind of friends we want. We know which the good ones to choose and stay away from the bad ones. So children also want friends and at their young age, they typically only choose a friend from their fellow classmates or the children they play with in the neighborhood. So, and sometimes they may have acquaintances but no friends. So why they decide to choose a particular person as a friend, we do not know, but perhaps there is an affinity between them. 
And as parents, we cannot force them to or stop them from being friends with anyone. The child must be free to make his own choice of friends. But this freedom will be with some conditions and restrictions. The character and conduct of the friends will have to be observed by the parents before they permit the child to pick a friend. If a child selects a courteous and polite friend, he will definitely benefit by picking up his good habits. To the contrary, if the friend has undesirable habits, then naturally the child will take to some of his bad habits. There are plenty of children and youths that have fallen into the morass of sin because of indiscreetly selecting bad friends. So responsible and thoughtful parents will not be totally unconcerned with the type of friends their children cultivate. Uh, while the parents must know the type of friends a child has, they should not appear to be interfering in their personal matters. If the parents can provide a good friend to their child, they have made a great contribution to his virtuous future. But this is not such an easy task. The best way is to acquaint the child with what is good and what is not when he comes to the age of understanding. They should explain to the child the defects that might be there in undesirable friends. The parents must keep a subtle watch over the activities of the child and his friends from a distance. If they find that the friends are good, they must appreciate them. They should create opportunities for the child to meet such friends. But if they notice that the child has picked up an undesirable acquaintance, then they should discreetly try to cut this friendship short. If the child persists in such friendship, deal with the matter strictly. The parents can help the child in making good friends by another method. They should pick children in their neighborhood with good behavior, character and background. Create opportunities for the children to meet and react with one another. If they become friends, encourage them to cement the friendship. This way, even if there are some minor defects in their own child, they can be warded off in the company of good children. For example, if a child is timid, he might overcome his, his timidity by being friends with a bold and courageous child. The parents should not be totally oblivious of the type of friends their child has, particularly when the child is on the threshold of youth. This will be the period in his life when habits take root. Any negligence on the part of the parents might result in irreparable harm to the character and conduct of the child if he persists to be in bad company. And they should remember the phrase, prevention is better than cure. So, yep, that's the advice from this, this writing from Ayatollah Ibrahim Amani. So, have you heard the famous quote, uh, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with? So, apparently, it's not true. Lah. <laughs> According to uh, Framingham Heart Study, right? If a friend of your friend becomes obese, your likelihood of gaining weight increases by about 20%, even if you don't know that friend of a friend. The effect continues one more person out, and if a friend of the friend of your friend develops obesity, you are still 10% more likely than a random chance to gain weight as well. So your friends make you fat, but so do their friends and so do their friends of friends. <laughs> so, so while the researchers looked for a variety of explanations, 
the most likely one appears to be norms. If your friend is obese or a friend of a friend is obese, that changes your perception of what is an acceptable body size and your behavior changes accordingly. So this is the same when they did a study on happiness. People who are surrounded by many happy people and those who are central in the network are more likely to become happy in the future. So actually, you're not just the average of the five people you surround yourself with. It's way bigger than that. You're the average of all the people who surround you. So this actually made me think that having good influence doesn't just stop with friends, but also our surroundings. So like when we buy a house, do we intentionally choose to live in a good neighborhood? And as parents, are we improving our own circle of friends to improve our child's uh, circle? Yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this? Thank you, Marita, for your sharing uh, of the surah as well uh, as your reflection. So um, we often hear this phrase, uh, no man is an island, uh, which is actually taken from a prose work of an English poet, uh, John Dunn. Uh, self-explanatory, uh, that no one is self-sufficient and that we have to depend on others to... Uh, to thrive. So we thrive with human interactions, but uh, although of course we cannot depend on just about anyone. Uh, some may approach us with the best of intentions, uh, bringing a positive influence to our lives, uh, while others may come with uh, ulterior motives and uh, mislead us. So in one of our previous podcast episodes, uh, I'm sure everyone will remember right, that we shared uh, our reflections on friendship uh, based on the first parable of Surah Al-Kaf, uh, the people of the cave. So friendship goes beyond just having the company of uh, others to fulfill our sense of belonging. Um, so um, there is this particular, I would say theory, uh, which is called um, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's actually uh, it's like a pyramid uh, where uh, he actually categorized the human's basic needs uh, according to the importance. So uh, actually having friends and a sense, uh, and a sense of connection um, is actually the third tier of uh, that hierarchy of needs. Uh, this means that as humans, we require the need for belonging, belongingness uh, and love to be met before we can attend to our higher needs, such as uh, fulfilling our esteem needs and self-actualization. But this also doesn't mean that we can just accept and keep any form of company. Uh, it is important for us to have the ability to discern the type of company that we have. Um, what kind of influence uh, do they have on us? Um, I think personally for me, to be discerning of the influence that we receive should not only be restricted to the friends that we keep, um, like what Meta mentioned, uh, it's also the environment that we want to thrive in, um, be it in school, um, our office, home, um, because I think it is also important that as parents, we fulfill the emotional needs of our children to reduce the likelihood of our children seeking out company of um, these undesirable peers. So perhaps we can hear from the rest of the ladies. Uh, maybe we start off with Farah. So for me, like, um, I think friends, yeah, it, it really is important to choose um, the kind of friends that you want to be surrounded with. Um and and whether like I'll just throw it out here whether they're toxic to you or not because like over the years I think I've I wouldn't say severe friendship but rather I I just like slowly stop 
talking to particular people because I feel like they they weren't um contributing to uh, my personal growth and and basically we're not headed to the right direction and um we probably couldn't discuss things that we have in common uh and I probably wouldn't be influenced to do the right thing if I were to continue with that friendship lah. So yeah lah, choosing choosing um good friends is is uh, really important lah. And if someone um one day decides not to talk to you, then you um I think that's that that's the the should be the turning point for you to start to um reflect and think about uh what what is it that you're doing that that is um. That's not like uh, I don't know. That's not good <laughs> in that sense. But yeah, I I find that I I mean I while reading all these um materials uh to prepare for Tadabu, I I was thinking also about like what 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 am I doing now and what uh how my friends are uh uh influencing my train of thoughts like um what I do so like I I noticed that with this group we really we don't really um indulge in like gossipy things like we have reduced greatly and we now talk more about other things uh and yeah lah, we can talk about things like plants you know like uh recently we we discussed about uh <laughs> that indoor plant growing thing like our conversations really e- e- evolved and it's no longer no know, longer frivolous yeah no longer frivolous and yeah, I, and like when when you have these conversations, you you tend to like carry it throughout your daily life. Like, mm, okay, I I you you stop discussing about uh, things like frivolous things, right? So so like now your 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 mind is not like occupied with um those things. You know, you start to look for other things. Macam okay, right now we're doing this tadabu, right? So uh, on a day to day basis, maybe you look for um things that you can share with uh with the group, like. Uh, beneficial things on beat on IG or like uh, articles. So yeah, I think I agree strongly. Like we really need to choose our friends and right wisely. And the challenge here is how do you child um also get really good friends, especially when you send them to an environment where you where, where you have no control over after that. Like yeah, like we can research on the school, but who actually enters? the school together in the same class with your child is is beyond your control. And I mean, like when it comes to kids, there are there are times when I get really shocked to hear their conversations and I'm I'm pretty sure that it's highly influenced by their friends and I don't know where they get all these um where they learn all these things from. Because they can be talking about like private parts at maybe um uh, nine years old. Not that it's a bad thing. You should always teach body safety, but to talk about it in an explicit way is not, um, not not uh ideal, right? So yeah, it it really it worries me also to think about like we can teach our kids uh direct things at home, but how do we um we cannot we cannot ensure hundred percent like uh foolproof method that they. They're gonna get uh good friends when when they are outside, yeah. I I think also our parents play a part first lah. How you how you much um you know you act around your child because that really influences. It. Thank you, Farah, for sharing. <clears throat> 
I think ultimately also, um, it all starts from home. Um, whatever another child or however another child behaves in school, um, it's also probably stemming from what they are seeing at home. Um, so, you know, they model the behavior. Um, uh, social social learning, uh, they, they model the behavior of the parents. They see the, beha- uh, the parents probably uh, being mean to others. So they also pick up those behavior and think that they normalize it, uh, thinking that it's okay for them to behave in such a way to, to their friends as well. Because they think it's okay. So they, this is how they, they, they function, uh, thinking that this is the way they get friends. But probably also they are not sure because nobody is teaching them. I do think that a person's intentions has some correlation with how they influence others. Um, if their intention is not right, then it is quite likely that their um, influence on the other person will actually lead the other person astray. So, you know, like constant exposure to such action will actually man- manifest uh, into a habit. So I, I believe that it is actually um, our responsibility as Muslims to be of good influence to others because if it's the otherwise, um, we are, you know, our actions will actually bring injustice to the to the person and that is not something that uh, Islam teaches us. Um, we are clearly told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, not to oppress one another. So, um, yeah, let's hear from Ain. Okay, so when Mirta shared about the the piece about how parents should uh, watch their child's uh, peers, right? I think I am the victim. I wouldn't victimize myself. I am the child that parents don't want their child to be friends with in primary school. (laughs) I don't know why. What happened was I remember my mom telling me that I came home crying because I said that I had no friends. And yeah, and because their mom don't let them be friends with me, so I don't know what happened, what I did. <laughs> so I think I was really a bad influence for them lah at that point of time, to the extent that I I didn't get to be their children friends. But it doesn't matter lah. Alhamdulillah, I got rezeki to have childhood friends and jana friends that bring remind me to go to jana. <laughs> Now, so I think uh, I, I, I see now that I think, yeah, you as a parent, you should be taking care of your uh, child's um, environment and how their influences are. I think it's very important, but there's more sides to the stories. Lah. I think it shouldn't be just like uh, knowing how good or bad the influence are but also knowing how your child is yeah I think influence and environment is very important so apart from choosing a good school is being a good example to your child so that your child can exemplify your role so for influence I really think that back to the place of our so I think you should do Allah that whatever you plan is of your child's best interest and you rely on him for um, 
being the maker of their best of plans. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ayn. <clears throat> um, when you mentioned earlier about how, um, you know, we, we need to set good example to our children as well. Um, I know that there are some parents who actually instigate their child to bully others. So it's like they are trying to, uh, how do I put this? Uh, I, it's like they are trying to um, transfer some unfulfilled needs as a, as a bully or something to their own child. So that, that's how I guess some of these children um, end up being bullies in school. So because it's being enabled by the parents as well. So when you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, we make dua, how, uh, you know, for Allah to protect our children and all. Recently, I watched a video on shukran.com. Uh, they interviewed uh, this Ustaz Taufik Ismail, is it, or something like that. Um, so Ustaz Taufik actually sends his son to a Christian school. Um, I think I have, I, have nep- I have three nephews who goes, uh, who went, uh, okay, went and goes to a Catholic school and then my brother used to attend a Christian school. Uh, so my mom used to tell us like, uh, because I, I have also uncles who attended Christian school. So my mom used to tell us that, you know, um, you know, people in the community will say things like, oh, tak takut ke? Anak kau murtad nanti, you know, diorang kasih minum holy water, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I, I believe that if we, you know, that these kind of things can happen anywhere. This kind of influence doesn't matter, you know, um, someone wanting to apostatize you, like what Mirta mentioned, you know, this can happen anywhere. Doesn't matter whether it's in a faith-based school, like a madrasa, Christian schools, secular schools, anywhere, you know, as long as I think the person's intention is there, the person's intention is evil, the negative influence will definitely come along with it. Yeah, so definitely, I mean, we we will, I mean, we will do our part, of course, uh, as parents, uh, we owe her, we make put in the effort to ensure that we give the best to our child, to keep our child safe, but at the end of it, ultimately, we also um, have to um, leave it also to Allah to protect our children as well. Yeah, so thank you, Ayin. Uh, next, uh, how about Nat? Uh, so I don't know if you all know by now I come from a quite a strict upbringing like my mom is always reminding me that oh you know don't make friends with certain type of people so I have this like fear growing up whenever like my mom meet my friends I am very anxious then sometimes I even want my friends I remember when my friends met Ain for the you know my mom met Ain for the first time I actually told her don't say that you're meeting your boyfriend because my mom, my, basically my mom like mostly, she's like very particular about, you know, oh, you cannot have a boyfriend at a certain age and all that. But um, yeah, so I have friends like who smoke, who parties and all that. But somehow I think the fear, the, the fear that my mom stemmed in me makes me um, like, you know, uh, even though my friends do it, I don't do it. So I think like all of you have mentioned wherever you go, at the end of the day, it's still, you know, there's only so much you can do and tell your child. So I think for, okay, for, for me, my, my mom is very strict. So that strictness that makes me scared. So I wouldn't want to raise my child like that because 
I mean, with moving with time, I think if back in the days it's okay, but moving with time, now these kids are very different. You cannot be too strict. So I think it's going to be a struggle. But yeah, I don't know how I managed to do it, but I still managed to, you know, I have my bad moments, but I still, there are certain things that I don't do because out of fear, even though my friends do it. Yeah, it's, I know you should only fear Allah, but I fear my mind the more. <laughs> yeah, and then like, um, Raf mentioned, because um, I'll be moving to uh, to the east, and then like, my place, around my place, there's only like, I think, okay, Catholic school, and then like a Chinese school. So like, I wouldn't want to send my child to a Catholic school, Catholic school because of the fear that, you know. It's, it actually stems from the fear that my mom has in inculcated in me because she when we were picking schools she made sure that we don't go to a catholic school and then she also um shared stories of how uh, kids who go to catholic schools actually became no type so i think yeah when, when after ralph shared about her um nephews and brother i'm like okay you know yeah, then um, like Farah said, then I thought maybe I should send my kid to an Islamic school. But then when Farah shared how Islamic school is also the same. So I'm like, mm. okay, now what, I, what do I do now? Okay, but that's a few days down the road. So yeah, um, then I realised one of my teachers whose mother is an Ustazah, she actually sent her kids to a secular school. But um, she also um, nurtured her kids in such a way that they grow up with the religion, yeah, that they, they know how to read the Quran, they, they, they really, they practice the religion like how a good Muslim would. So I think at the end of the day, it's how you bring up your child, how you instill the, instill or teach them about Allah, how you instill religion in them. Yeah, so like I said, like, my mom used fear because old people, right? So use fear to, uh, to make sure I stay on the right path. And also because, um, what happened is that I learned from my sister's mistake <laughs> from your older sibling, right? Whatever my sister do, okay, I know I'm not supposed to do. So even if my friends do it, I don't do it. Plus, I have curfews, so I don't really hang out late. Which I think at the, day, at the end of the day, even though I missed out on a lot of things, I think it was for my own good. So I don't know if, if I would be like that with my child because I thought I wouldn't, but looking at the... At, the situation now with the new generation is a bit scary. So yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Nat, for sharing with us uh, your fears. I think this is a legit fear by a lot of um, a lot of parents. Uh. I, I think it doesn't only uh, it's not only restricted to um, not only specific to our faith, but also I think you know people of other faith as well. You know, being afraid of their children, um, being influenced by you know by Muslims. You know, uh, after that you know mass Islam that kind of thing. So you know this is this is a genuine uh, fear of um, of everyone. You know, um, no matter the race, the faith, um, your beliefs, and all that. Because ultimately, I mean, who doesn't want the best for their child, right? And of course, you want uh, your child to be safe, to be to be secure in whatever uh, environment uh, they are in. I'm also quite curious to know um, whether do you have any, um, since, you know, most uh, mothers, one, 
going to be a mother very, very, very soon. Um, I'm just wondering whether are there any, whether there are certain boundaries that you will set for your children because I'm, I think our generation of parents are definitely, I mean, definitely parents in a different way than what we were exposed to in the past. You know, our parents were all about the black and white, you know, about the, you know, about being all authoritarian or authoritative. Okay, whatever. I know I can never, I can never distinguish between these two, but you know, you know, um, discipline, basically they were very harsh disciplinarians, lah. you know, but our generation is a different thing, you know, we are all, um, you know, we are more nurturing to our, towards our children and all that, but, you know, we want, you know, we want to be a friend to our children, but um, I'm just curious whether do you guys um, set any, will have any, uh, will have boundaries for your children or you are okay for them to, um, to, Rain free, but there are certain um, there are certain hard rules that they must abide by um, for them not to cross that line. Yeah, so maybe we hear from Mirta. Okay, so I just basically just randomly discussed this with my husband before. So like maybe up till secondary school, I will give them a curfew. Uh, Maghrib time, please be home, <laughs> and then. When they are teenagers, like in poly and up, uh, we probably will let them stay out late. But uh, my husband wants to be the one to fetch them from wherever they are when they are out at night. So that he knows uh, what they are doing. Yeah. So that's what we have discussed so far. Okay, so thank you, Mirta. Do you, um, I mean, given that you are a parent of two girls, um, do you think you are extra protective of them uh, in, you know, ensuring that they keep to these boundaries, you know, or do you, do you think that you have, um, you know, you have, your, your, your fear is especially um, maybe slightly higher than let's say if you were to have a son? I think definitely, yes, having girls. Because when I look at my own history, <laughs> my own past, I'm also scared for them. What if they are like me, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, we will be concerned lah, for their well-being and their safety Yeah, as girls. Mm. Farah, how about you? Seeing as you have a son uh, and your child is, uh, Arif is what now? Three? Yeah. So um, what? Boundaries would you will you set for your for your child and you know for your children in future? Um, you know, knowing that you know we we are you know our our generation and the future generation are being exposed to a lot of things. You know, information is is um is at their fingertips. They're exposed to all this. You know, social media, you know the TikTok generation and all that. You know what what kind of rules or boundaries do you think you will set for your child or you are okay for them to explore? But you know. Yeah, basically you're okay for them to explore and then, you know, figure things out for themselves. I like a little bit of both because I, I find that if you give them too much boundaries, they tend to either like err on the side of caution or they might rebel. So like, it really depends on the situation. And I, for boundaries that like, you know, go all the way up to like secondary school, not yet lah, I haven't thought about it yet. Because like, Right now, it's already a problem. Not, a, I wouldn't say a problem. Right now, it's already, um, disciplining is already a, a thing in itself with toddlers, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm living in the now, so I'll probably think about it later. <laughs> but, yeah. 
uh, where boundaries are concerned, of course there will be boundaries, but there are things that I think he needs to explore himself to know like the natural consequences of things. Like uh, there, there are just some things that I cannot um no matter how much I tell him he will uh he will not he'll probably not learn until he goes through that thing. So he needs some sort of natural consequences like okay if he does this then this is the result of, of what he does lah. but where like you know curfew boundaries are concerned I think it should be like equal between a son and a daughter I don't think I want to I wouldn't say make that mistake but rather I don't want to start to differentiate uh, boys and girls modern parenting is a lot different than what than how we were brought up but when you bring it back to how uh, our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, parented, it's almost the same. So it's a tried and true um, method, just that you need to like dig deeper and um, do, do some reading. Lah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Farah. So, um, I mean, whatever boundaries we set for our children is really, I guess... Um, it's really also um, how, I mean, um, it's dependent on how our child is like. Uh, and also, I think, um, ultimately, is also um, based on the, I guess, the environment that they're in. So let's say if, um, let's say if we are in an environment where we know the, the influence isn't, isn't that ideal, um, then, of course, I guess, we are also uh, we are also cautious about uh, setting a slightly maybe um, a slightly stricter boundary for for our kids huh? yeah so we I, I I guess we all have I mean when we grew up we our parents always caution us uh, I'm not sure about everyone but my 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 mom was the main disciplinarian so she's always cautioning me about the the kind of friends that I should have, the influence that need, they need to have. So she was always very, she will always scrutinize um, my group of friends, whether they are of good influence to me or not, that kind of thing. So, I mean, this is everyone's, I mean, this every parent's fear. Lah. For Ayin, you know, hearing that you have, you had the experience uh, as, a, as, a, as a child, uh, as a primary school going child, you know, of being someone who was at the other end of the spectrum being, uh, you know, being, being cautioned by parents, you know, to not be friends with Ayin um, because of the influence that she has. Um, what say you about, you know, um, yeah, what, what will be your, your take on, about, about, you know, about this in the future, you know, whether, um, you know, will, will you be actually, you know, be the one telling your child, you know, don't be friends with this person, you know, they are not good influence, that kind of thing, or you will allow your child you know, to be able to have the freedom to choose their own friends. Uh, no lah. I, I, will, I will be kepo like my mother. <laughs> I mean, I, I would want to know how, what, who my child is mixing with and who they are. But uh, I, I think being the one who has been the other side, right? No, I, I won't stop my kid from in the future lah, inshallah, I don't know lah eh, how, it, how it will be like, but uh, probably free reign lah, you want to friend, friend who lah, use your own, 
uh, <laughs> use your own uh, thinking to evaluate, like uh, knowing the consequences, uh, like what Farah mentioned. I think, I think I stand by that as well, knowing how to face different type of people. Because I thought primary school is bad, secondary school is bad, but I realized after mixing with a lot more people, not okay. Like I have Muslim friends who are in Catholic schools who turn out the best of people, like better than those I know of whom who are in madrasa. No, no, no judgment to people in madrasa lah, but like people that I mix like are arranged, but 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 uh like beef. Good people are obviously are in madrasa lah, so cool, right? <laughs> See, I don't know what to say. Really, I scared. <laughs> uh, so basically, okay, good and bad people come from everywhere. But I think really it also opened up my eyes. I think with experience lah, knowing that it's more to what school you go to is really who you surround your friends with. So I must make sure that. My friend, my child, my child, my children, inshallah, will will know how to pick their own friends, lah. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. <laughs> I agree because I came I came from uh, one of the most notorious school in the east. Uh, I I. <laughs> I think those who in the East might might know from where lah. So I think that's one of my mother's fears because it's a very notorious school. We have police coming to the school almost almost daily. So the the influence is of course there. But I mean, people people always say you know it's a you know it's a very not not naughty school that kind of thing. But alhamdulillah, I think actually quite a number of us turn out well lah. I I I guess it's also you know that period you know when you're youth. You you know you just want to figure your life out, figure your identity out. But ultimately, also, you decide for yourself, ah, that um, I want to be surrounded by people of good influence. Mita, uh, anything else to share? Any last words? I think as parents, also, we should teach our children to be good influence to others. So even if uh they are mixing with the wrong crowd. Uh, the child itself can be a, a good influence to them and like lift them up yeah yeah so yes I I agree with that uh, I mean we cannot just expect everyone to be of influence to our children lah. so yes uh, we've come to the end of our session thank you everyone for your participation uh, I mean I, I think it's been a very fruitful discussion so if you like our content, uh, subscribe to our Spotify channel, our Quran Journey. Uh, also, we post on Instagram, uh, our Quran Journaling, uh, as well as book reviews. Same handle, our Quran Journey. Uh, till our next session, uh, inshallah, see you next time. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.